Welcome to the Beyond Skin Deep podcast by me, Jodi and Vanessa. This is where I discuss everything lifestyle from relationships to wellness with a bit of beauty here and there and a few stories to share. Stay tuned and be entertained. Hi guys, this week on the Beyond Skin Deep podcast, I'll be discussing hair. Yes, hair. Textures, coils and curls. Yep, that will be my topic. And the reason why I am doing this episode is because I am so sick and tired and can't believe in the year 2020 women are still discussing their hair and calling black hair because it might be a different curl, kink or coil, bad hair to good hair. It's irritating. (laughs) It is irritating. There is no such thing as bad hair. So I am giving my two cents and trying to get you to appreciate get women of color beautiful black women to appreciate their hair whether it's curly whether it's kinky whether it coils or the strands are loving and i just want us to look in the mirror this year and have a love for ourselves and not criticism so Stay tuned for this week's episode. Yes, I'll admit, in the being that it's the 21st century, I think, yeah, and it's year 2020, I think we need to move past this good hair, bad hair thing. I do realize that there are many pages on Instagram, thank God, that is glorifying the black woman's hair textures, irrespective of curl patterns and the coils and kinks. It doesn't matter. We love them all. But I think that we still need to come away from describing our hair as bad hair and difficult hair no firstly i would like to touch on porosity a little i'm not going to go into detail about it um if you want real detail about hair porosity you can actually go to my website at jodyandvanessa.com that's j-o-d-y-a-n-n-e-v-a-n-e-s-s-e dot com to get a more in-depth post about hair porosity and so forth but why i want to touch porosity is because i realize there's this chart that has been going around for years now which tells you about your hair type whether it's uh, from i think they start at like 2a and it goes up to 4c for women of color, we're really from 3A to 4C. Now, 
a lot of people take it as gospel and if you're 40 you feel like your hair needs to be curly or you want to curly hair like a 3b and you feel like if the 3b is more superior girl no the 3b is beautiful 3a is beautiful beautiful 4a is beautiful but 4c is also gorgeous so the chart i think the chart is there for you to know how your hair curls but the chart has nothing to do with your hair care methods if you ask me the only thing it maybe can tell you is maybe tools like my hair i can't use a fine tooth comb to comb my hair that will pop in too even the bigger size tail combs yeah that still snaps in too because guess what i have thick hair i have uh, maybe a 4a 4b I, d- I really don't know and i'm going to be honest i don't care what i care about is porosity and i think that's what we all should care about what is your hair porosity that determines the products you use how you treat your hair and it will make it a lot better for you now irrespective i will say this before i say anything else irrespective of what porosity hair you have cut out the petroleum based products like the Vaseline and all of those stuff that, well, not Vaseline, like people don't really use Vaseline in their hair, but I mean the Vaseline like consistency. Um, because for most of our hair, we have this misconception that for natural hair, you need thicker, heavier products. Yes, we need products that are have more protein and it will weigh down your hair a little bit more than if you have processed natural hair but you don't need those clammy products they tend to make your hair feel clammy and trashy and and dry and a lot of the times we have our hair and we think that we have so-called you hear people call our hair so-called dried when you just don't know which products to use and it doesn't matter if you are a 3a or a 4c if you use the wrong products your hair will feel dry and trashy so your curl pattern isn't the important thing what is the important thing is your hair porosity so you do the porosity test again that is on my website um but you can i'll give you a brief description you get a glass you use one strand of hair if it goes all the way to the bottom then you have high porosity if it stays in the middle then you have medium porosity if it goes to the top then you have low porosity low porosity here tends to need um, a little heat so you steam treat it to open up the pores so that you can absorb the products high porosity here most hair that has high porosity are hair that are processed have been processed or 
bleached or heavily dyed chemically chemically altered hair is usually the hair that tends to have high porosity now that hair needs a little bit more care because it sucks up the product so much it tends to get dry easily get trashy easily um, medium porosity hair tends to use most products well um, so that's my tidbit when it comes to knowing your porosity so yes and high porosity hair before i forget high porosity hair please you don't need heat because you don't need anything to open up <laughs> the pores anymore the heat will heat will strip your hair it will trash your hair out if you have high porosity you really don't need any added heat i guess if you're going to protein treats and i highly recommend protein treatment for every hair type but especially for high porosity hair your protein treated every four to six weeks do not protein treat your hair every week too much of a good thing is a bad thing and trust me if you protein treat your hair every week it will damage your hair it will harden it it will straighten it it will alter your curl pattern it's it doesn't help you know protein treatment is good but doing it every week does not help your hair so please i highly recommend you to just do the protein treatment every four to six weeks don't don't od it because your hair might feel damaged or anything like that it, you'll see the process you'll see the improvement over time but a high porosity hair um, tends to be a lot of the time the the high porosity persons have processed their hair at some point or another or their hair is processed or colored some people it, it doesn't there are exceptions to the rule of course and uh, nothing it doesn't mean that there anything is wrong with your hair you just need to know how to treat it how to deal with it because when you while you absorb the products it's like you absorb and dispose of the products quickly it can make your hair look trashy um, and your hair gets dry more quickly and the extreme the other extreme with the low porosity hair you will experience build up a lot because the products tend to sit on your hair instead of absorbing into it and it can feel trashy as well but knowing your hair porosity helps you to know what products to use and helps you to have a better understanding of your hair and when you do that you'll realize that natural hair despite what a lot of people want to say natural hair is not high maintenance okay so it you can't what grows from your root can't be it shouldn't be too difficult or a bother to deal with it shouldn't be 
ugly. I mean, no, we should never look on it like that. So that's my two piece when it comes to porosity. I'll still touch it on my next tip, which will be knowing your products because they really do go hand in hand. All right. So what irritates me is when people say, hey, natural hairdressers are maintenance. Going to the hairdresser and creaming your hair and maybe if you want your processed hair to look really good, you have to put hair sheen in it. You have to know what products to use in it because you don't want to weigh it down. You have to set it or you have to wrap it at night. You have to still have a, a routine to ensure that it comes out good and looking great. No, it doesn't take any more work to do natural hair. You know what the thing is for natural hair? I, I will admit, wash day is hella, it's hella long. But cream day is hella long and cream day... You're prepping for cream day even the week before you cream your hair because everybody, while I've never processed my hair, everybody around me has processed their hair. My closest friends right now, they're transitioning to natural hair, but their hair was creamed. My sister's hair was creamed. My mother's hair was creamed. So I know, well, I said creamed permed i forget the cream thing is a jamaican thing guys so bear with me i will say creamed but it's permed i think that's the correct term and uh, yeah i know that from the week before you make sure even if you have a little itch you try not to scratch that hair because if you scratch that hair then you're going to get burned then if you get burned all the treating that you have to do, listen you never have to worry about that. If you have an itch with your natural hair, you scratch it. You know? So, it doesn't take any more work to deal with your natural hair. It doesn't. It's, it's a big misconception. What is the problem is we do not know what products to use. And I will say that this is something that goes back to from slavery days because... We were told that we were ugly or or hair were, was nappy and, you know, and being described in this way and feeling like our hair isn't good. When we have to do any little thing with our hair, it just feels like a task and it's a mind thing. It really comes down to be a mind thing. Your hair is beautiful and it's not difficult. It's just that we... We really don't know the products to use, you know. There for years there weren't even there wasn't even products geared towards natural hair. Now you have TGIN. Yes, I call it TGIN first because it's my favorite. But yeah, you have TGIN. You have Shea Moisture. You have Cream of Nature that come is now coming out with a natural hairline. You have Canto 
So you have, and there are a lot more. You have Miel, you have quite a few of them, you know, that have, that are now geared towards our type here. And please note, the good brands do not have petroleum-based products. No, while TGIN is my favorite to use in my hair, there's something that I really love and I respect about Shea Moisture. And it's something I noticed when it came to dealing with my sister's hair. My sister, when she decided to go natural, she was terrified of growing it because she didn't know what to use in it. And what happened was she had low porosity hair. No. Shea Moisture's low porosity leave-in was a bomb.com like listen that's what my sister used and her hair felt like silk it was soft it was amazing and let me add because a lot of people have this stereotype that 4c hair isn't soft uh-huh my sister has 4c hair and her hair when that is moisturized mm, it feels so good like I like to put my hand in her hair, but she don't really like people touching her hair. She's like, don't touch my hair. But, you know, I can. I'm a her sister. I can ignore whatever things that annoys her. I don't really pay her any mind. She don't like nobody touching her hair. But, well, I'm her sister. She just have to get used to it. But now she's locking, and it's a whole different process. And that's that was something that was a little bit difficult for her because her hair is so soft you know it took some time before the locks decided to literally lock <laughs> it just this her hair was her strands are loving but they're not loving to not together so that was a whole process but shea moisture what i do respect is that they have a high porosity line they have a low porosity line so people can basically get something that is tailored to their hair type and that is what you need you need to get what's tailored to your hair porosity not your curl pattern because nobody makes products for your hair pattern it doesn't matter what curl pattern you have it matters what porosity your hair has because that is what determines how your hair will suck up the moisture what you need to do to moisturize the hair whether you want to do the lock method leaving oil cream method or the lco leaving cream oil method those are the things that you need to pay attention to no a podcast can't tell you everything that you need to do to your hair i will tell you a lot of the things i learned i learned from different youtube influencers um you have some very good ones out there like nappy foo nappy foo is really good happy curl happy girl also really good when she comes on to testing products and tell you what works but if you don't have her curl pattern you might not necessarily agree with everything that she uses 
I don't have her curl pattern, but a lot of the products that she used actually does work for my hair. Um, I, I, I do love her hair reviews. So you just need to search and you'll find some really good ones. Also, what you need to look out for when you're looking for influencers to follow when it comes to natural hair is if they are paid to review some of the products. Because once they're paid, the products will always be great. And that's why I like Happy Curl, Happy Girl. If the product ain't good, she gonna say it. Ah, and Naturals. Naturals, I think she it's Naturals 85. She. Yeah, homegirl will tell you if the product ain't good as well. And she has her own line of of hair moisturizer melanin i did not try her oil because i do my own scalp treatment because nothing has ever worked for me that i've bought over the counter um i have eczema of the scalp so i make my own treatments and it works well for me everything else i've tried has never worked it just inflamed my hair fellow women who are uncertain and want to know whether big shop or transition for their natural hair um i leave this with you because i'm always game for you to go natural however the process is really personal while i have never done it i've had friends that done it i've helped my friends through it I'm helping my friends through it actually and I helped my sister through it I gave my friend and my sister my friends and my sister different advice um, because I had one friend who she sent me a short haircut and she was wondering Julie should I cut my hair like this and I was like you have to it's a personal decision with your haircuts because I know cutting your hair can be emotional um while i recommend it to my sister yeah just go cut it because i know she's not a braid person and if you don't like braids transitioning is not for you it isn't it isn't because it's you're going to have to braid it you have to braid your hair through transition um there's no going around it. There's no other way to put it because there's going to be a point in time where your hair just not going to feel great and it's not going to look great because you have two textures competing with each other, you know? So you would have to decide to put braids in. And I know my sister didn't like braids, so I was like, big chop for you. Well, my friend never really braided her hair before. Well, one did and the other didn't i still recommended the braid for the one who never wore braids before because i i didn't think she'd have a problem with braids she just didn't do it <clears throat> my other friend liked braids so that's a transition for her but it's a it's a very personal decision but there are certain things um people don't tell you that you need to consider when doing both transitioning you have 
your cream ends might look wet or might always look weighed down if you're treating your natural hair as you should and the point of transitioning is because you want to grow healthy natural hair so you need to ensure that you're moisturizing the natural of your part of your hair properly and if you're doing that then the cream part is going to look wet not wet but weighed down and it's not going to be it's not going to look great so I do highly recommend that you either you braid it or just be prepared for that mentally it's going to feel like your natural hair is even more difficult to grow than it would when you do a big chop because the, the competing textures makes the natural hair feels more, feel more coarse than it actually is so I can tell you that's the thing you have a lot of people who transition and end up creaming back their hair processing back their hair because at the end of the day what happened is they maybe don't like when the cream ends look too weighed down and then the natural part isn't being moisturized enough so it feels trashy and they don't like the feeling of their hair when it's not the how their hair feels naturally it's because their hair is not really being taken care of properly so that's the first thing um for the big chop while i have never transitioned i've never done the big chop in the sense of cutting off my hair to grow it because my hair was processed i've cut off my hair before and i can tell you you read an awkward phase of a hair when you want to catch it up and you can't catch it up and things like that it's up to you you can still beat a good wash and go and a good twist out if you don't like braids but um it's very it you'll get you'll reach an awkward length that you might not like that you maybe want to braid it for maybe a month or two just to get out of that phase some people don't nothing is wrong with that and some people do but the perk of doing the big chop is that you get to learn and understand your hair very well so by the time you get you get your hair at your goal length you'll know what products work best for you and you'll understand what works well for your hair because you're getting to know your hair at each stage now when your hair is short and you use a product in there and it doesn't feel good you can easily wash it out and go to work and no worries because your hair is short so when you do the big chop experimentation of your hair with regards to products and getting to understand it is awesome usually the big chop persons are the persons who go through the entire process of becoming natural and really developing a love for their hair and hardly ever feel the need to turn back a lot of the time people who transition halfway through give up because they don't get you don't get to understand your hair because truth be told you won't understand or you won't really get a feel of your proper texture until you cut off the cream ends so 
that's just something to consider i'm not trying to sway either way you know as i say it's a personal decision to cut off your hair i would not tell anybody to do that um if i don't think you're somebody that can handle it but you know and uh and trust me uh, a con to cutting off your hair you need to ensure it, you can't have a bad haircut and you can't reverse a bad haircut so do your research find a good barber um, and the reason why I said barber is and people might not agree with me with this but there are few hairdressers that knows how to properly cut natural hair I know one um, I know only one while there are quite a few barbers out there who knows how to do a good cut now you still need to go on that barber page you still need to do your investigation because especially for women who might want to get the tapered cut not every barber knows how to fade some know how to scrape off and there is a difference and with how you want to look when you have an idea of how you want to look and if your hair is not cut properly you will be frustrated so that is my two bits my two sentences on that do your research um, make sure you even do the research about the haircuts not because you see a girl with a cute haircut mean you must try it does that girl's face shape like yours because trust me the shape of your face does determine how that haircut will fit you so I do think the tapered cut fits most women but how high you got at the top and how low you got on the sides also is determined by the shape of your face so just do your research look on Pinterest and Instagram to see whose face is shaped like yours which cuts you like that works for your face shape and do your research on who is cutting your hair don't go to any old person to cut your hair just because you feel like cutting your hair today you might leave the, the hair salon crying there are lots of hair salons out there that cut processed hair beautifully very few that cut natural hair beautifully in and I said that in Jamaica let me let me be killer <laughs> um, I do recommend barbers to hairdressers when it comes to the big job now if you are female and you know couple good hairstylists that cuts natural hair well send them on to me I'll take back my statement and I will also share that on my page but in the meantime that's where I stand and that's what I know so I have to tell you based on what I know and what I've seen and what people around me have experienced so that's my tidbit today for you with regards to loving your hair and please guys whether you have processed hair whether you have natural hair whether you have 3A hair or 4C hair it doesn't matter please look in the mirror and see you're beautiful say that your hair is beautiful and do not feel insecure about the way you look anymore it's the year 2020 
we are made with many shades, color, different hair types and textures, but it doesn't make us any different. We're all equal and when, and when we die, we'll all be buried six feet under. So love yourself, love each other and ensure you live life to the fullest. You only get one life to live. Love y'all. XOXO. Bye. Thanks for being a part of the Beyond the Skin Deep podcast. Hosted by me, Julian Vanessa. You can reach out to me on all my social media platforms, which is my Instagram and Twitter. Jody and V J O D Y A N N E V. You can email me at jodianwebsite at gmail.com. You can check out my website at jodianvanessa.com. That's J O D Y A N N E V A N E S S A.com. Feel free to subscribe for my monthly newsletter or mail out and thank you again for tuning in xoxo bye